0: Hi guys, welcome back. It's the Walking Well podcast and we are deep into season, well not deep, but we're in season four and it's super exciting. Um, we're talking about intimacy with the Lord and we've already um just had some really, really good conversations and I just hope it's been like really good to you and that you've been able to take little nuggets and um, man, move your life forward with them and with your walk with the Lord. And I have with me today, one of my favorite people in the entire universe, Um <laughs> she is absolutely no stranger to the podcast. She's been on once before. Um, but I'm just really excited for her to kind of talk about this particular topic because um, it's fresh, it's hip, it's new, it's happening. But um, <laughs> it's just good. I think in life, um, believers will walk through really hard things that the Lord is asking them to walk through. And um, sometimes I think that's part of our journey that we're all kind of like, what? Nobody told me about this, you know? Um <laughs> And so I'm just really excited for her to kind of share about like when, when God has a hard ask of you, um, when God asks a hard thing. So without further ado, Courtney Bowser. (laughs) Thank you. Gosh, what an intro. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're one of my favorite people. So, you know, there's no hype to that. That's all truth. Um, so can you, you were on the podcast like two seasons ago, maybe? And we're talking about like missions and pursuing purpose in that regard. Um, So can you tell us kind of like where you are currently? What's your current season looking like?
1: Well, since I was last on the podcast, my husband and I and our kids, we all moved to France and uh, not Paris. Everyone immediately assumes Paris. We do not live in Paris. We live in a city called Brest, B R E S D, in the far west of France in the Brittany region. Here in France, they call it le bout du monde, which means the end of the world. So we live in the end of the world, and um, it's a kind of a crazy story, which we will t- uh, we will talk about. I'm certain on this podcast how we ended up here. For the moment, in this like very particular season right now, um, since January, we've really we've lived here since last June, but since January, we've really just been waiting on the Lord and studying French. We're in French school, well. We, we were in French school four days a week. And, uh, and we've got our kids here. And we're just learning the people and the culture and trying to get fluent in French. Because if you're going to do anything here, you really need to be fluent in the language. And so that is kind of where we are right now. Um, though, that wasn't exactly what we thought we would be doing when we first
0: came. Yeah. So beautiful segue. Could we talk about how you guys have ended up in Breastplates. Right? <laughs>
1: yeah, how about that? Yeah. How did we go from Jacksonville? Being, we were, yeah, we were located there in Jacksonville, Florida, and we were constantly traveling, just in and out, in and out, with Florida as our base. But uh, starting a few years ago, gosh, now probably three years ago, we, we started really feeling our hearts pulled back to Europe. We hadn't worked in Europe since the early 2000s. And um, really felt our hearts pulled back to Europe. And when I say that, I just mean it kept coming up. You know, it kept coming up in conversation, in prayer times, in things, you know, that we would hear other people discussing. It just kept coming up. And so we just... We started praying, Lord, you know, we feel that pulling on our hearts and what do you want? And as we were praying for all of that, um, Jeremy, uh, uh, my husband, Jeremiah, had some invitations to to come over to Europe and he was accepting those invitations. And we really felt this drawback to France. We had been in France in our early days before we were actually married when we just kind of liked each other and and we were kind of feeling that pull back to France but again like it it was just an emotion it wasn't it wasn't an opportunity yet but we started putting some feelers out there and asking around and an opportunity presented itself it's a very long story to tell the whole story but an opportunity presented itself for us to come here originally and and meet a couple that was pastoring a church here and so we took that trip and Then after that, you know, we came back and we said, "Okay, God, like if you're going to be doing it was just a trip. We just met these pastors like it was nothing um, life altering, though. My husband did say the last night that we were here in those very few days that we were here the first time. He looked at me at dinner across the table and he said, you know, if they were ever to ask me to come and and take their church here, I think that I'd have to say yes, because I would just love to see what a move of God would look like in a country that is so opposed to God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, what <laughs> What are you talking about? We are pastors. And that was about a year after that. We well, okay, just because this all lays a foundation, we came back from that trip and we said, all right, we need to start studying French to show ourselves faithful. You know, like we need to start studying French. And so we were doing that and then, you know, then jump forward and an opportunity came to come back with our kids And we did about a year and a half after that. And at the end of that trip, those particular pastors looked at us and said, will you come here and take this church? (laughs) We were like, oh, gosh, those words I heard uttered out of my husband's mouth a year and a half ago. And again, condensing a long story down, after months of prayer, we said yes and decided to completely unravel, you know, 40 years of life in one place and up and move our our kids and our entire lives across the Atlantic Ocean um, to take this church, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then of course, and we knew it would be hard. But once we got here, we didn't realize how hard it would be. Yeah, <laughs> it okay. was it was harder than we. Well, I don't know. It was unexpected. Let's mm. put it that way. But we knew it would be hard. But of course, many unexpected things happened.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I love that you said unraveling 40 years of life because it was that like you guys were uh, it's like an an unentangling like okay we're you know you were already homeschooling so it wasn't that you had to like pull your kids out or anything but like selling your possessions and moving and you know living in the in between and all that like you know um, so Uh, how did you um, how do you step out to answer a call that because that's huge like move your life. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was a hard. I, you know, people people would say in the beginning when we first started telling people that we had said yes and that we had said we would move to France, uh, uh, people in the beginning would say, "Oh, you must be so excited! Like this is this is awesome." But I was, I never. I mean, there were moments. There were moments where it's like, "Oh, we're gonna live an adventure. It's gonna be wild and." But but they were brief moments. Most of the time, I was it was a hard ask. Like I knew by saying yes to the Lord that we were saying yes to something that was going to be the hardest thing we had ever done in our entire lives. And so there was never this like pie in the sky, happy go lucky. Like I was always like, This is gonna be so hard. And and it was, I mean, from the moment the day we sent our email to them saying yes. Like, after we hit sin, I thought I was going to throw up. <laughs> I was like, there were no, you know, birds chirping and rainbows in the sky. It was like, oh, God, this is going to be rough, you know. But um, but at the same time, I think that's the beauty of living a life that is completely surrendered to the Lord, that it doesn't matter even when you know something that he's asking you to do is going to be hard and you know that it's going to hurt and there are things that you're going to have to walk through that it would be so much easier if you just stayed in life as you had known it before he asked, you know, before the hard yes. But at the same time, when it's the Lord, even when it's hard, even when it doesn't feel like everything's coming up roses, there's this like consistent uh, base. I, I don't want to say peace because I, it is a peace, but I feel like we oversimplify that word. <laughs> we've, we, I feel like oftentimes we equate peace with everything feeling good. And those two are not, <laughs> are not the same thing. <laughs> so we've never lost our peace in the sense that we have never. And even as I tell you how, uh, how crazy everything once went, once we got here, when it looked like you know, the world had gone topsy turvy, there was never a loss of that consistent foundation, we know we are supposed to be here. And, and that held us from the moving process, even to getting here.
0: Yeah, I love that you make that distinction, because we've, you know, talked about the peace thing, but that constant base of like, yeah. Okay. It doesn't and the oversimplification piece as well, where it's like peace should be like I'm good, everything's great, and and <laughs> no conflicting emotions, no like this sucks, no like right. I don't know what we're doing, you know. Peace should be just like this rainbow of like everything's good. So in that, I guess. So like, what were some unexpected emotions like um, that came up in your relationship with the Lord? Because obviously God has asked you to do this thing, but like you're feeling it once you get there, yeah. and obviously before that. So like unexpected emotions, conversations, like those kind of things.
1: Okay. So along the way, you know, the hard started while we were still in Florida, as we said goodbye to our entire lives there and our families, and we're super close with our families. So those were not easy, easy goodbyes at all. And and our boys are not young, our boy, as far as like little, little kids, you know, we have so many friends who are missionaries and they've moved overseas with their children, but their children are tiny. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a big difference. We have a 14 year old and an 11 and a half year old. Like it's they're they're at pivotal ages for things like this to be happening in their lives. And, um, and I really feel like in, after we overcame that hurdle of having to like watch, our lives say goodbye, wave at them as we cross the Atlantic Ocean. Then when we got here, it was the newness. Like you're, you don't realize how much you know until you go to a place in a culture where you, you don't know anything. And it's not like we moved to like, Timbuktu or someplace we live in the West of France for heaven's sakes, but it's a different language. It's full of people that, 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 that we don't know and don't know how to communicate with. It's full of systems that aren't anything like the systems in the United States. And so there's all this, I remember saying the first month we were here, I've never felt so unknown and, and so unknowledgeable in my life. You know, because there's nobody here that knows you and that you have relationship with. And man, that will drive you to a, a refuge in the Lord like you've never had before because you, you there are no friends to turn to. Yes. Thank God for technology. I have a. Massive respect for missionaries who did this before the days of technology. When they didn't know, they didn't know when they would talk to the people they loved again. It wasn't, I'll just hop on Skype, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or FaceTime while I'm walking down the middle of the street. I <laughs> could. Those were, uh, I have the utmost respect. Um, so that, that not being known and not knowing anything when we first arrived was really hard. The other thing that probably I have told people is the thing that has stressed, stretched me the most in this entire process from the moment we said yes to this very day (laughs) right now is my children. I mean, I've always, I, if you know my story, this is not the first giant leap of faith I've taken in my life. Like I've done some crazy stuff in my life <laughs> in the, believing that it was the plan and the purpose of God and seeing God do miraculous wild things. But it's one thing to do crazy take crazy leaps of faith and do crazy things that you are going to bear the burden of. It's a totally different thing when you're making those decisions knowing that your teenage and almost teenage sons are going to have to bear the burden of this thing. And that has been the the hardest hardest part for me to to like grow. It was like the Lord I was like Plato being stretched and and molded and I remember vividly in January of this year, I our first few months here were rough. And maybe after I thought I can share a little bit more about that. But um, in January of this year, I was standing in our kitchen here in France and I was worried about our boys and i started to like cry out to god in the kitchen and and i said something that i said every day the first six months we were here like i trust you jesus i trust you jesus i trust you jesus and the lord the holy spirit like so vividly i heard i don't want you to say that to me anymore because you don't actually mean it and i was like oh you know how the Holy Spirit can say stuff to you that's like you just got smacked upside the head, but because it's the Lord, it's okay. It's and okay. instead of feeling like hurt, you just cry. You're like, "Thank you, Jesus." You know. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my God, you're you're right." Like this, I trust you, Jesus, I've been chanting for six months when it comes to my children is not because I actually trust you. It's because I am flipping terrified at what I'm watching them go through and that I am destroying them. And I don't trust you. Yeah. you know? And so that was a, tur- a key turning point for me in January with the boys and my kind of journey and trusting the Lord with their lives here, which has not been easy for them so far. Um, but yeah that that's probably one of the biggest things
0: yeah that's a really good point the distinction i think between like stepping out on your own and then stepping out with people and knowing like kind of as a a leader in a sense in your home that like okay other people are going to feel this in ways that i can't even extrapolate out and then i can't absorb from for them um So I'm yeah. curious. So, what has been the new process, if like the chanting, you know, and all of that before? Like, I trust you, I trust you, I trust you. What has been the unfolding of this sort of new space where you're like, okay, maybe I don't trust you, but I need to get to that place.
1: You know, it's funny. <laughs> the other day, this was actually this week. I had a moment um, where I was freaking out over my kids. <laughs> it's I swear it's not every day now, <laughs> but but they, you know we are homeschooling right now here. I think that's going to change next year. And, but because of that dynamic, cause we were still traveling with them out of France and our boys travel with us. And some of those things were already still in plan. And, um, and so they needed to be able to homeschool in the beginning at least. And, and, but because of that, they they don't have any friends here. <laughs> so they are living very like, isolated lives compared to what they used to live in, in our wild and crazy schedules in the United States. And um, I was having another moment over them earlier this week. And um, I went to, I went to say it, I actually wrote a poem about it and I'm not a poetry, I'm not a poet. And uh, very few, Jelan, I'll let you read it, but nobody else <laughs> can very few people can read this poem, but I just had to like, I I, I wanted to, do that. I wanted to be like, oh, I trust you. And I went to say it. I like The words almost came out of my mouth. And then it was just like, like clapping my hand over my mouth. And instead, this is going to sound silly, but because I'm a dancer, um, my, my background, my history is in dance. And so oftentimes if I do things with my physical body, it connects with my heart, mind, spirit, soul, everything, you know? And instead I just stuck my hands out. Like I let go of them. I just put my hands wide out in front of me like, here, I'm not going to tell you I trust you. I'm just going to give them to you because there's nothing I can do for them anyways. I can't fix this. I've tried. So here, and I have found that that is kind of my new way. I had done that before this week, but this week was the the moment that it like connected in such a powerful way with me of just, okay, I'm not going to say I trust you. I'm just going to release it to you.
0: I love that because I think in all of our walks, there comes this moment where it's like, okay, no face, face the real. The real is that you don't, you don't right. trust me. So now how do we be honest and find something that actually works? And I mean, it takes discovery with the Lord, obviously, but I love that you, you've you come into something that it's like, all right, I'm not going to say I trust you because that's not what's happening, but I can give you this acknowledgement of surrender because yeah. that's amazing. So, so, so good. And also I so appreciate you saying that like, so this week, such and such, such and such, because it's this ongoing, untangling, unfolding, deepening of roots in that trust before we get there. And there will be freak out moments along the way, but it's like, okay, what do you know? Uh, uh, surrender. I know surrender, you know. Exactly. It's
1: always a process, right? We've never fully arrived in mm-hmm. this whole process of trying to be more like him. And
0: it's a journey. a journey mm-hmm. So... How do you build this? Like, how do you build a relationship with the Lord that withstands, thrives in a tough ask, a hard ask?
1: Well, <laughs> you definitely don't build it in the middle of it. Like, that is one thing. Um <laughs> I knew, I knew a woman whose husband was killed in a car accident when they were, when she was very, very young. They had only been married a few years. And I remember her making a comment on a blog I read and, and I'm not going to do it justice verbatim as she wrote it, but many people had commented to her at the, the strength and the, the, just the, the way she walked out her journey of grieving his death. And, and it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And I, I know that she wrote something. She was like, I, that, I did not build that strength or gain that strength when I found out that he had been killed like that was already had been built and fortified in me for years in this intimate relationship with Jesus leading up to this moment. And I can say, you know, I had a radical encounter with Jesus when I was 18 years old. And literally in one night I went from one life to a completely night and day different life in one night. And I was kind of born when I came into this world of people that love Jesus and the kingdom of God. I was born into like just deep intimacy Mm -hmm. with the Lord, this deep passionate pursuit of God. And so for decades now that has been like symbolic. It has never Jesus has never been a, a like segment of my life or a spoke on the wheel of my life. My entire life and everything that I do fits within the bigger picture of my relationship with Jesus, not vice versa. You know, mm-hmm. it, every day is is has to be woken up with him on your mind. And in that day, how he's woven in and how that relationship and the pursuit of him and the knowledge of him and just time with the Lord, all of those things, they have to be every day throughout the day, not just these these compartmentalized portions. And I know, see, we didn't know, like I keep referencing, we came here to take this church, right? And then we got here and I won't give all the details, but things were uh, amazing and beyond anything we could ask or imagine the first eight weeks, and then it all just exploded <laughs> and went really, really wrong. And you know, the details of all of that story, but basically it, it just got yucky and rough and long, long story short months of this process ended with us no longer taking over this church. And so through the course of that whole situation, it, um, it rocked us, you know, to leave everything. So it was already so hard to like make this decision and walk it out and sell everything we owned and our houses and our cars and all this stuff, drag our children. And then we leave it all and through truly nothing that we did ourselves. Then it all just goes to pop. Like it was just, a, we just stood there befuddled. Like what is happening? And in that process, I was so, I was like, Oh Jesus, I can look back on it now, now that we're kind of out of the crazy of those six months and think we would have never survived it if it weren't for the decades of history that we had with you leading up to it. You know, there would have been so many, but God, but God, but what, but you, but you know, all the things that we do when nothing goes as it's supposed to go. And when plan A suddenly is not even an option anymore. And you're thinking now what, you know, where are you God in all of this? But if you haven't already built that intense relationship before then, Oh, those are the moments that can really throw you off. It's the foundation, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> yeah, because I I think about like he's it, it's like in the middle of the fire is not the time to try to build you know the muscle to execute whatever you have to execute. It just isn't and to know that you have to have this backlog you need. And I think that's why, what's really, really great about Jesus and how gracious he is, because there are a lot of times where we're like, God, send me this and send me to that. And I want to do this for you. But he knows, like, he knows what you need to have in your backpack <laughs> Right. before you get there, because he, he, you know, he just knows. And so, like, even the time that you guys took in, okay, we're going to visit, we're going to go back, you know, we're going to do this, the background that you have in, in seeking the Lord from the time that you were 19 to now, you know. all of those things pivotal to being in this place where God is asking for deeper and for more. And like you said, like, this is the hardest thing we've done. Um, but all, all the years prior have been leading up to kind of this space, you having the the internal capacity for this space.
1: Exactly. It's all, I feel like it's, it's all a fortification, right? It's like working out a muscle and, and you start, I can look back on my earliest days with Jesus. And, and as I continue to obey him, I continue to step out in faith in different things. And it, it is, it's truly like building a muscle. And so that's why I feel like it's so important, especially for anyone listening to this. Like, do not despise the day of small beginnings, you know, whatever to you, it may seem like a small ask that the Lord is asking of you, but that small ask, is is building that spiritual bicep because 10 years from now he's going to have a much larger ask. But if you hadn't said yes to all of these smaller things along the way, you're not going to be the woman or the man that you need to be in that moment when he has the big ask and you need to be ready for that. You need to have had a foundation built for that, you know? And I feel like that that has been Man, the testimony of this of this time here and, and even our time right now as we're waiting. Our, everything that we thought was going to happen is not happening now. And so we are waiting on God to show us because we know we are supposed to be here. We don't want to rush into something and just make it happen in our own strength. And so in the same moment, we're remembering all the other times he's been so faithful to us in 20 some odd years of serving him, knowing that the same is going to happen here.
0: I love that you answered a question I didn't ask because (laughs) I was thinking, I'm like, you know, when it all blows, you know, you're like, I step out, Jesus, I did this thing. Cause you know, I've been there. I'm like, I thought you said, Lord, this is not how that shook down. What? You know? And then it turns into this sort of like bitterness in my heart against the Lord. And I can't trust you. And I can't know you and all this kind of stuff. And just speaking to no you have this backlog and you know, God is faithful. So even if things have shaken down in a way that you didn't anticipate keep your eyes on him, keep your eyes locked on him and, and reminding yourself of the times that he's come through and made complete clarity out of mud and mess. Um yeah. Yeah. I think
1: like remembering is pivotal. I love that verse in Lamentations. So this, I this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. You know, like we have to remind ourselves sometimes, even if it's just an act of like spiritual discipline during the difficult moments. Like this is who he is. This is what the Word says he is. But this is how I've seen him in my own testimony.
0: Yeah. yeah. Super good. Okay. Last ish question because I you might bring up more. Um, mm-hmm. So like throwing your well kind of tossing yourself back to the the first moment of the the big ask like what do you wish you would have known what do you wish you would have heard like anything on the front end of that that like now you're like oh man if i would if i could tell myself anything at the beginning of a hard ask this is what i would say <laughs> Um
1: don't don't expect it to to go as planned don't expect that whatever image you have in your mind of whatever it is that God is asking you to do as human beings, we naturally envision things. It's almost impossible not to we are we're imaginative uh, visual people. Right. And, and without, I, I believe it's part of my nature to, to be a visionary. And I believe there is so much truth in that verse of, you know, without vision, people perish or throw off restraint. Like it is important that we do that but also we have to constantly recognize that we only see in part. And one of the things that people said so much to us, and actually the, the kindness of God, this was said to us twice before we even came here to people said, you know, if you get there and things don't work out with the church, just know that that is what God used to get you there, that that it doesn't matter. And afterwards, and, and then on the other side of the initial story here, um, we've had multiple people say, but don't you realize that, that God knew the kind of story that you would need to get you there? And so I think it's so important that we we take what we believe God is asking us to do. We give our yes if we know that that is what he's asking us to do, while also loosely holding what it's going to look like. Because the truth of the matter is we whatever we... Think it's going to look like it most likely maybe will only contain threads of that in reality. And because God leads us on this journey so that we have to be dependent on Him, so that we have, we cannot do it in our own strength. We cannot see around the corner as much as we would love to see around the corner. We have to just lean into Him and take the next step and then the next step and then the next step. And eventually, you know, we're a million miles down the road, but we did at a time trusting him and so i think back in the beginning when it all started i think um you know i would have loved to have just whispered that into my ear a little a little more strongly like it doesn't really matter what it looks like well all that matters is that you're being obedient and and i continue to say that now as we're living in a very different season from what we've ever been accustomed to
0: yeah that's like really strong (laughs) It's really strong wisdom. Man. Yeah. It can
1: apply to anything and everything, even if it's just in your normal life as you've known it. It doesn't have to be that God's, you know, calling you to change locations. It could just be the next stretching out of your comfort zone.
0: Yep. Mm hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's good. It's good, man. I think because I I do think there's a little bit of a like a setup in thinking, okay, God, I'm going to step out and I know exactly what it looks like. And that's why I'm stepping out as opposed to, God, I'm just going to do what I feel like you're calling me to do. And you've got to work out the rest and resting in that, like not getting your hands into the outcome. But that takes maturity. But I love you know, hindsight becoming someone, your hindsight becoming someone else's foresight in that way. Like, hey, just flow, flow and be obedient and let let your confidence be in God's ability to be God. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. Well, thank you so much. For- You're welcome. It's yeah. my pleasure.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> pleasure is ours. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Um, okay. So how can people support you? How can people connect with you? Where are you on socials? How can they do those things?
1: All the things. Um, okay. So the name of our organization is Ignition Point Ministries. And so you can we're Ignition Point Ministries on social media, Instagram and Facebook, our website is theignitionpoint.org but you can just google ignition point and you'll find us um and of course we have our you know all of our personal accounts we have a podcast called the ignition point podcast
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we put out videos on a pretty regular basis now as well but you can see links to those on instagram and facebook and stuff like that um if you go on our website we send a, a once a month we we send an email just you, sometimes it's just a really encouraging message. Sometimes it's an update about what we're doing and what we will be doing. And so um, you can you can get those from our, our website. But, yeah, that's we're on all the things. Yeah,
0: <laughs> as you should be because there's so much. You guys, yeah, like Courtney sent out an email the other day. Cause sometimes the emails are from you. Sometimes they're from Jeremy. Yeah. And so the yes, one sure. the other day was from her. And I was like, oh. This is ministry. This is so good. (laughs) Like, it was just a good reminder. So, um, yeah, really, really good. Really, really good stuff. So connect with them, Instagram, Facebook. Um, definitely support them. They're missionaries in France. And yes, on the cusp of doing really great things, really good work, um, for the kingdom. So, um, definitely find ways to support them and connect with them because they have amazing, good content, just good word. Like they're solid people. Um, the first mission trip and therefore only mission trip that I've been on so far I took with them and man, like just the real deal. And not that it's rare, but it's rare and I love them for it. And so anyway, you can connect your lives with them. It's perfect. So make sure you guys do that. Um, so we're wrapping up this episode. Um, Next week, we'll come with a little bit more of something, maybe something to say, maybe something different. You'll see. Um, but have an amazing week. Boss it out, you guys. Love you. Bye.